0: Good evening all of you and welcome back to Darpan. Today we are going to be taking a very interesting aspect that you have to keep in mind while looking at scaling up your organization. So sustainability is one part of the whole journey and scalability is the other part of the journey. Organizations and the new age organization looking at very specific elements that we need to keep in mind while scalability is happening. Now, I will come from a top-down approach. I'll explain you what are different routes that need to be followed for scaling up and while scaling up, what needs to be kept in mind. There was an age of customization. That age is over. That age of personalization is now, is now very, 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 very important. How does customization, personalization actually fall to the category of scaling organizations Will understand that using this interesting concept called as distinctiveness versus performance. So let us start our day today by putting into perspective how does a growth phase and growth time arise in the life of any organization. So if we have to start mapping organizations in this country, especially the small and medium size, you will see people struggle from transitioning from the founder to people, people to process, process to performance. There's a huge struggle. And we fall in the trap of struggle so much that we just cannot see a horizon, which is of scalability. And we think while being VR, while we are promoter-driven or individual-driven and we are people-driven, scalability is possible that is not the way the organizations of today of the scale which we think of are actually built am i wanting to build my brand distinctive or or expensive so for example mcdonald's coke are examples of expensive brand tesla for example stands out of the crowd and avoids direct competition it is an example of a distinctive brand distinctive brands are chasing a specific mind-share of the buyer, or specific position in the mind of the buyer. The uh, distinctiveness, expansiveness matrix, there is a crowd quadrant, which we call as the peripheral positioning. It's low on both dimensions. That is low on distinctiveness, as well as low on expansiveness. Unique proposition of this quadrant is price, and it acts like a substitute. For either a distinctive brand or a mainstream brand. Then you have an unconventional quadrant. It is high on distinctiveness, but low on expansiveness. The position is called as the unconventional position and the value proposition or unique proposition is a unique position that you have held while you're in that quadrant. Then as a mainstream quadrant, you're low on distinctiveness, but very high on expansiveness. This is where you actually spent heavily on advertising, you've actually held a particular taste of the customer, and you've not just had the mind share, but also the market share, huge market share, volume plays over here. So while you're investing, your movement from periphery to mainstream or periphery to the distinctiveness, in mainstream, volume will earn profit for you. In distinctiveness, price will earn profit for you. And that's how you recover your investments. also. Then comes the aspirational quadrant. Aspirational quadrant is high on both distinctiveness and expansiveness. Position, distinctive position, and volume forms the unique proposition of this quadrant. Now, brands like Apple moved upward to distinctiveness and then became aspirational. Many brands like McDonald's or brands like Coke or brands like Toyota moved from from mainstream to distinctiveness to aspirational and that's how they continuously keep on innovating and don't stay in a quadrant but peripheral quadrant, peripheral brands are going to be a huge churning quadrant here a lot of distinctiveness or mainstream will remain aspirational will